2: Box thirteen. With the star of Paramount Pictures, Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Box thirteen. Box thirteen.
3: Box thirteen. Box thirteen. Box.
1: He leaned over the shining halo of her blonde hair reflected in the soft glow of the new moon. Oh, no, 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 not that. Holiday, my boy, why did you ever decide to write fiction for a living? You know, you could have gone into something interesting like being a truck driver with the open road in front of you and a motorcycle cop in back. Hey, Susie, where you been?
4: Don't you remember, Mr. Holiday? I went down to Star Time's office.
1: Oh. Oh, so you did. Tell me, what's new in Box 13?
2: Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holiday. for Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday.
1: Well, what now, Mr. Holliday? What's new in Box 13? Yesterday, a man wanted to sell me a horse for $1,000 and a ranch to go around the horse for 25 times that much. The day before, my ad for adventure brought me a reply from a golf professional who simply wanted to drive golf balls off the tip of my nose.
4: Mr. Holliday. Uh,
1: was oh, that, Susie?
4: I said that when a nice young man like you runs an ad, he should get a whole box full of answers.
1: Oh, well, thank you, Susie.
4: He should get bushel baskets full.
1: Well, thanks again.
4: The The place should be loaded with letters.
1: All right, all right. Now, what did I get?
4: One postcard. And from a kid at that.
1: A kid? You mean a child?
0: Sure, uh-huh.
1: Here, let me see it. A postcard from a youngster. It's probably a gay. Some small girl selling 10-cent packages of flower seeds for 50 cents. Sell 5,000 packages and she gets absolutely free a St. Bernard dog. <laughs> well, let's see what really is on this postcard. Hmm. I wrote to you, Kara Box 13, because I thought you wanted it that way. I got to see you right away on a very important matter. I am still doing business at the old stand. Signed, Johnny Moran. Johnny Moran? Why, he's a little boy who sells newspapers on the corner. Hey, Susie, get Johnny Moran up here right away.
4: Oh, I can't do that, Mr. Holliday.
1: Why can't you do it?
4: Because he's here already. Well, Mr. Holiday. Oh, Mr.
0: Holliday.
1: Oh, Johnny, how are you, my boy? Why didn't you just come up and see me instead of writing a postcard first?
0: Well, I like to do things sort of business-like. Besides, it was fun to answer an ad for adventure wanted. Would you really do anything, Mr. Holliday?
1: Sit down, Johnny. and Tell me what your trouble is.
0: Well, uh, I kind of wanted to see you alone. Sort of private-like.
1: Oh, that, uh, man-to-man stuff, huh? Yeah, that's it. Well, where would you like to talk?
0: Well, I thought maybe you'd come down to the corner with me. I'll, I'll buy you a drink.
1: A drink? You interest me strangely, Johnny. Come on, let's go.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, Susie, you'll excuse us, won't you?
4: Well, I don't know. You better be careful, Mr. Holliday. Careful? I don't want Johnny teaching you bad habits.
1: Johnny Moran is a very nice boy. Can't be more than 12, but he certainly seems to know his way around. Yes, Holiday, if you were ordering a small boy, this is just the model you would choose. But this drinking business...
0: I'm worried about you, Mr. Holiday. Are you sure that lemon coke is enough?
1: Lemon cokes are always enough for me, Johnny. Especially when I spike them with an ice cube. Say, how's your banana split?
0: Well, this one's got a little too much chocolate. I like the last one better.
1: Better finish it, my boy. You want to talk business, remember?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I thought you might have read about it in the newspapers. Of course, you could have missed it. It was way back on page five.
1: Oh, I was on page five.
0: Well, here, I got a clip into the story. Read it.
1: Police announced they had recovered a portion of the jewelry stolen in last Tuesday's raid on Maury Jewelry Company. Held under suspicion of grand theft is John Moran. John Moran? Johnny, that's your father.
0: Yes, and he didn't do it, Mr. Holliday. I know he didn't.
1: Just a second. A part of the loot was found in Moran's apartment.
0: I don't care what they put in the newspapers, Mr. Holliday. He didn't do it. That's why I came to see you.
1: Oh, what about your mother, Johnny?
0: Oh, she died when I was a baby. Pop and I lived together. But he didn't do it, Mr. Holliday. Only they won't believe me.
1: Oh, you've been down to the police?
0: Sure, I went there right away. I even offered them my 18 bucks for bail. You know what? 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 the old D.A. just patted me on the head and told me to go home.
1: Mm.
0: But I'll bet you could go down and talk to that district attorney and make him let my father out. You can do anything.
1: Well, not quite anything, Johnny.
0: Yeah, but this would be easy for a guy like you. Besides, you're not afraid of anything. Not even a policeman.
1: Well, that's very flattering, Johnny, but I don't know what I can do.
0: Oh, you'll think of something, Mr. Holliday. You're a writer. You're smart.
1: Oh, but listen, my boy, I'll I... will
0: bet you get my father out of jail in time for dinner.
1: Okay, Holiday. The boy says you can get his father out of jail in time for dinner. But what day? The story in the paper makes it look like they caught John Moran cold. You don't find stolen jewelry in a man's apartment if he didn't do the stealing. But there's a small boy waiting. Waiting with all the faith in the world. So, Holiday, do something. Mr. Attorney will see you now, Mr. Holliday. Oh, thanks. Holiday, Haven't seen you for a long time. Yeah, I know. I've been pretty busy. Huh, busy, huh? Well, then what brings a promising young author down to City Hall? Because he's a promising young author who made a promise. And I hope he didn't make a mistake. Hey, what in the world are you talking about? About a man named John Moran. You've got him locked up in your nice new jail. Yes, and from what we've got on him, he's going to stay there for a while. His son thinks Moran is innocent, Clark. Yeah. I feel sorry for that boy. He came down and talked to me, but what could I do for him? You've got the goods on Moran, then? Absolutely. The police found some of the stolen stuff in his apartment. Well, what's Moran's story? A woman who works in the same building with Moran asked him to stop in at the jewelry store and pick up her watch. While he was there, this stick-up artist walked in and held up the place. And that makes Moran guilty? Don't be in a hurry. The stick-up artist used him as a shield when he beat it. Moran claims a man forced him to drive the getaway car out into the country. Well, that still doesn't make him guilty. I think you've got the wrong person. This is where Moran's story went wrong. He walked into police headquarters and told it, but it sounded too good to be true. They detained him while a detective went over and searched his apartment. Oh? The detective found part of the loot. Moran couldn't explain where it came from. Well, to our office, it looks like he pulled a clever gag. We think he's in with the hold-up man. What about the woman, the one who sent Moran after the watch? Grace Willard? We don't have a thing on her. She's in the clear. I see. So, Holiday, you better forget about playing Don Quixote. day of fighting windmills is over. Go home. Forget about Johnny Moran. Sure, Holiday, just forget all about John Moran. Write Finita the story and take it out of the typewriter. But how are you going to write the dialogue for a man who has to tell a small boy that his father hasn't got a chance and describe the look in that boy's eyes?
0: I don't care what that old district attorney said. My father isn't a crook.
1: And your father should have been able to explain the stolen jewelry they found at your place.
0: I'll bet he could, too. They just wouldn't listen to him.
1: Oh, now, Johnny, if your father's innocent, they'll let him go.
0: So you won't help me either.
1: But I'm trying, my boy. What else can I do?
0: Earn nothing, I guess. See you later, Mr. Holliday.
1: Oh, Johnny, listen to me.
0: I'm kind of busy right now. i got to earn a lot of dough, I guess. Johnny. Because lawyers come pretty expensive, I heard.
1: Oh, look, kid. You
0: better go home, Mr. Holliday. I should have handled it personally in the first place.
1: Small boys have that knack, don't they? They can just vanish into thin air when they want to. You're quite a character, Holiday. Go home and write this on your typewriter. Write about the small boy who wanted you to get his father out of jail, and you didn't quite make the grade. Hello?
0: Mr. Holiday. this is Johnny. I'm up at the place where we live. Yeah, Johnny? There's something funny going on.
1: What are you talking about?
0: I'm afraid to go into our place. There's a man in there.
1: Do you know him?
0: Uh-uh. He's going through the place, though. So... He's looking for something.
1: Johnny, listen. Run outside, find a policeman. I'll be right over.
0: I gotta get out of
1: here. Johnny, do what I said. He
0: just walked out the door. He saw me.
1: Get over to Moran's place fast, Holiday. You've got no time for fooling. He's not outside. Maybe he's upstairs. Oh, Johnny! Johnny! Where could that boy have gone to? Grace Willard. The woman who sent Moran after the watch. If she knows Moran, she knows his boy. Yes? Oh, Miss Willard? Yes. Well, I'm Dan Holliday. Would you know where little Johnny Moran is?
3: Come in. Now, what's this about Johnny?
1: Well, he phoned me a few minutes ago from his place. There was a man going through it. He saw Johnny making the call.
3: Johnny's disappeared? Yes. You phoned the police? Do you think he's been hurt?
1: Well, the police knew nothing about it. I don't know what happened to the boy. That's why I came over here. I figured that if you knew his father, you knew Johnny, you know.
3: Poor Mr. Moran. I feel so badly about him. You know, if I hadn't asked him to get my watch, this never would have happened.
1: But that doesn't make it your fault, Miss Phillips. Well,
3: I feel terrible about it just the same. And now Johnny disappearing.
1: He hasn't been here at all?
3: No. Let me think of it. The... Oh, uh, by the way, I was just having some coffee. Would you care to join me? Uh.
1: Grace Willard is a very nice person. Really worried about the boy. Perhaps he'll come back with an idea.
3: Here's your coffee, Mr. Holliday. Now we'll talk. Oh, thanks. Uh, did Johnny recognize the man?
1: No, he didn't have time to say.
3: Well, perhaps he found a policeman on the street. He might have gone back to the house.
1: Well, maybe I'd have called back.
3: Johnny's a cute little fellow. Johnny has a father who's in jail. Johnny's quite concerned about his father and would like to set him free.
1: Grace Willard is stalling, Holiday. Waiting for something.
3: I don't know if Johnny will get his wish or not. You see, his father looks very guilty to the police.
1: Holiday, you idiot. That coffee was doped. The oldest gag in the world, and you swallowed it. You look
3: sleepy, Mr. Holiday. Are you feeling all right?
1: She looks like a reflection in one of those amusement park mirrors. She's she's long and skinny. No, no, she's short, short and fat. Holiday. Holiday, get up on How your feet. How
3: do you feel, Mr. Holliday? Are you all right, Anson?
1: Get on your feet, I said.
2: Every day we rise
1: Walk. Walk this thing off before it's too late.
3: You look very tired, Mr. Holliday. Let me get you a pillow. Come on. Come on, Holliday.
1: One big How do effort. you
3: feel, Mr. Holliday? I...
1: I... I can't... can't make it.
2: You are listening to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Box Thirteen, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holiday.
1: Oh, take it easy, Holiday. Take it easy. Turn slowly now. Maybe your head still is connected to the top of your neck. That's better. Better. Hmm. What am I saying? Where am I? An alley. Oh, fine. Dan Holliday, author found lying in an alley between yesterday's newspapers and tomorrow's trash. What you need right this minute is a quick change, a fast bath, a little chat with a district attorney. I've got a man going up to the Willard woman's place right this minute, Holliday. Thanks, Clark. This ties her up with the Moran case. Sure, or else why would she give me knockout drops and have me dumped in an alley? I'll bet anything she's disappeared. But why just knock you out? Why not dispose of you permanently? I don't know, unless she was trying to kill time. Enough time to get something done. Well, you can't do anything now. If she's disappeared, she won't stay lost for long. My men will bring her in. Uh, don't let her give them any coffee. She'll be out again. Uh, pardon me. District Attorney's Office, Clark speaking. Yes? Where? When? How is he? Thanks. I'll see you later, Clark. I want to go over and see Johnny Moran. I don't think you'll find him at home, Holiday. Why not? That was the hospital who just called. Johnny Moran was brought in a while ago. The victim of a hit-and-run driver. And on top of that phone call about Johnny Moran is another one. Grace Willard checked out of the Wharton Hotel an hour ago. So, Mr. Holliday, they got you out of the way long enough to get to little Johnny, a small boy in a hospital. Me with an aching head and an aching feeling that something is very, very wrong. I think this is it, room 809. Johnny?
0: Hello, Mr. Holliday.
1: How do you feel, kid?
0: Kind of banged up.
1: Yeah, I know. The nurse said you weren't to do too much talking. So just let me ask a couple of questions.
0: It wasn't an accident, Mr. Holliday. He did it on purpose.
1: You sure about that, Johnny?
0: Yeah. I was walking down a side street. He had to swing way over to the wrong side to hit me.
1: Johnny, did he look like the same man who was in your place?
0: I didn't get a good look at him. He was bent down, way behind the wheel.
1: Well... Could you give me just a hint? Was he tall, short, thin, fat? All I know is... Yes. Johnny. Johnny. Johnny passed out and won't be permitted to talk for a while. Well, that puts it up to you, Holliday. Come on, you're an author. You write hundreds of situations like this one. Think. House where Johnny lives. Maybe the landlady saw the man. I certainly hope
5: so. Johnny Moran? Yes, I saw him come home, but it was quite some time ago.
1: Oh, did you see him leave?
5: Yes, he went upstairs. I heard him on the telephone, and then he came running down.
1: Who was the man chasing him?
5: Chasing him? There was no one chasing him.
1: Are you sure of that? Well,
5: of course, I've been here all the time. Oh, poor little fella. Don't know what's going to happen to him, what with his father and all.
1: This doesn't make sense.
5: I beg your pardon?
1: Oh, nothing. You see, Johnny called me, told me there was a strange man in his place. The man saw him, he hung up the phone and disappeared.
5: But I saw no man. Are you sure? Well, only Joe Coakley, but he's one of my rumors. That is, he was.
1: Was? When did he move?
5: Oh, today, just after Johnny left.
1: Was he upstairs while Johnny was there?
5: Why... Yes Yes, he was
1: Uh, was he a friend of John Moran's?
5: Oh, no, no, he never spoke to anyone Stayed in his room all day and went out at night
1: Oh, one of those night flyers, huh? Uh, could I see the room he occupied? This is Coakley's room But it's empty Well, holiday, it looks like you're on the wrong track Track Or are you? A stub from a dance hall ticket. I'd better talk to Johnny about this. Johnny, the man who came out of your room, was he about my height? Did he have grayish hair? Did he wear a brown suit?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's the man, Mr. Holiday.
1: How come you never saw him before? He lived right across the hall from you.
0: That guy? He only went out at night after I was in bed.
1: Oh, huh? I'll see you later, Johnny.
0: Hey, where are you going?
1: Tonight I'm going dancing. This is a very nice place, Holiday. Admission 60 cents, which includes an evening of dancing. And from the looks of the customers, they're trying to get their money's worth.
5: Like to dance, fella? Uh, who, me? You ain't not twins, are you?
1: No, I'm sorry. I'm afraid I'm a very bad dancer.
5: Oh, you let me be the judge of that. Come on, kid. You look good to me.
1: Oh, uh, wait a second. Say, isn't that Joe Coakley over there?
5: Oh, you know Joe?
1: Yeah, and uh, and the girl with him.
5: That's his girlfriend, Grace Willard.
1: Oh, thanks. I'll see you later.
5: Hey, where you going?
1: This is it, Holiday. Only what are you going to do? They're leaving, and if you stop to make a phone call, you'll lose them. And I wouldn't like to lose that man. He's the one who hits small boys with big automobiles. They're going into the department house. This begins to look like the final chapter. Now to make a fast telephone call to an old friend, then better to get to the payoff. Mm, This is a very nice door. You can hear quite distinctly through it. Well, holiday, here's where you cease to be a wallflower and become the life of the party.
3: Joe! It's holiday.
1: Put up your hands, fella. Sure. Sure. Close that door, Grace. Well, here we are. Aren't we? I knew we'd find us,
3: Joe. What are we gonna do?
1: You finish packing that junk, we'll figure out something.
3: Can't let him stay alive.
1: Finish the packing, I said.
3: Too bad I didn't use poison in that coffee I gave him. Quiet.
1: I uh, noticed you were packing. Going away someplace? What do you think? And get away from that bag, Holiday. Oh, that's the stuff that was stolen from the store, huh? None of your business. Oh, uh, going away together? You and Miss Willard? Maybe. Mm-hmm. You pull that, go down, and pick up my watch routine in a lot of cities, huh, Joe?
3: Make him be quiet, Joe.
1: Hey, uh, Joe, who was the girl who worked with you before you met Grace? You know, the one who lived in Cleveland or was it Chicago? I always forget. Come on, Joe. What happened Shut to Shut up, her? you. What happened to her, Joe? Or the girl before?
3: How do... How do you know there was another girl, Holiday?
1: Well, Miss Willard, you don't think you're the only one, do you?
3: You're crazy.
1: Yeah? Ask him where he was last night. Don't pay any attention to him, Grace. He wasn't with you. Know where he was?
3: How do you know he wasn't with me?
1: The stub of a dance hall ticket I found in the other room. It calls for only one admission. You shut up! I said. Just
3: a minute, Joe. Were you down there last night? Were you dancing with that blonde again?
1: Suppose I was. So what? You've
3: got a lot of nerve. You had me set up this whole deal. Have me find John Moran to play sucker for us. Have me frame the business of picking up my watch. I time it out perfect for you. What do you do? You go
1: dancing with a block. Grace, be quiet. This fellow's up to something. Me? Now, what would I be up to?
3: What about that other girl he talked about? What happened to her, Joe?
1: Why don't you tell her, Joe? Cut it out, will you?
3: Did she plant stolen jewelry in a sucker's room like I did to Moran?
1: Grace, listen.
3: Yeah. I'm listening. Go on, explain.
1: Holiday, where are you going? Just opening the door. You see, I'd like the district attorney to hear the rest of your explanation, too. Well, this is the last chapter to a story I was afraid might have an unhappy ending. Johnny Moran's father is free, the district attorney has Grace Willard, Joe Coakley and the stolen jewelry, and Johnny? Hmm. Johnny is out of the hospital.
0: Mr. Holliday.
1: Uh, uh, what did you say, Johnny?
0: I said you might have been killed going up to the apartment like that.
1: No, I was safe for the D.A. just outside the door.
0: Gosh, and you figured it all out by yourself.
1: No, you helped, too, when you telephoned me. And I hate to mention this kid, but, uh, did you bring the $18 with you?
0: Sure, I did. I pay off, you know. Here.
1: Oh, uh, thanks, kid. I, I was just a little worried.
0: I was going to pay before, Mr. Holiday, but I didn't think you needed money that bad.
1: I uh, needed it to put with this check. Uh, here. There was a $500 reward for recovering the jewelry, and it's going to a bank account for you.
0: $500? Gee. Gosh, I guess I'm rich.
1: Johnny, what are you going to do with all that money?
0: Well, the first thing I'm going to do is take you out and buy you a drink. How about an Idiot's Delight?
1: Uh, A what?
0: Idiot's Delight. It's got a pint of ice cream, three bananas, some oranges, and seven flavors.
1: Well, Johnny, I... I don't know. I... Oh, M-
0: Mr. Holiday, I just heard that Johnny got out of the... Hum-
4: oh, there you are, Johnny. How do you feel? I feel swell, Susie. I just invited Mr. Holiday out to have a drink. He can't go out, Johnny. He's got some very important work to do. Well... Gee whiz.
1: Thanks a lot, Susie.
4: Thanks? What are you thanking me for?
1: You don't know it, but you just saved me from a horrible fate.
2: Next week, same time, Alan Ladd stars as Dan Holliday in Box 13. Alan Ladd appears through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures and may currently be seen in Wild Harvest. Box 13 is written and directed by Ted Hediger. The part of Susie is played by Sylvia Picker. Original music was composed and conducted by Rudy Schrager. This is a Mayfair production.